Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, man? Not too bad. That's good. Are you excited? We're back on our weekly schedule after a uh, hotel. It was that. It was last week we recorded. I recorded in a hotel. How did everyone? How did? How did that sound, everybody? Should I be? Should I be recording live from another location more often? I'm curious. Uh, I'll admit I haven't listened to the actual podcast version because. I was kind of there when it was recorded. That's so. true. I am speaking to two of the people who probably don't need to listen to the episode because they were on it. Uh, but you know, let's let's dive in here because we do have not a lot, but a lot, but some good stuff to talk about. And as always, we start with the banners. We've got quite a slew of them: second anniversary heroes running until the fourth of March, heroes with blazing light running to the fourth, legendary heroes Roy running until the sixth. Voting Gauntlet War of the Tacticians. There's two banners for that one running until the 6th. Grail's Devoted until the 8th. Kitsune and Wolfskin until the 8th. And Love Abounds until the 11th. Eddie, I think I might have been on par in terms of uh, in terms of our summoning this week, but I don't want to go against tradition. I want to know how things went for you. Uh, well, on the um, free banner where you don't get to actually choose, you just get four yellow orbs. Mm. Not even sure why they bothered with the four different orbs. Just, you know, it's random no matter what, it seems. Because uh, there were some people trying to game theory how it, the choices went. Yeah, like people were uh, like CSIing the sounds. <laughs> yeah, they were CSIing the sounds or speculating if they're always in the same order. Uh, but I think most of those were busted and proven, yeah, no, it doesn't matter. Uh, but I got myrrh from that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, Halloween myrrh, I think it was, that was in there. Spooky myrrh. Um, yep. Uh, then on the, uh, didn't really summon on the actual banner, as opposed to the one free hero one. Uh, but nothing special from the free summon there. For the normal one free summon, if it was even there. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Roy's banner, um, I dove in trying to get Roy, and uh, built up a okay pity break, or pity rate, and then got a wheel with no red in it, and got Robin showing up. So this legendary uh, Grima Robin, right? Yes, legendary Grima Robin, Bell Robin, or whatever you know, colorless dragon. Um, and then, uh, going back in, I did end up getting, uh, I believe it was Shreed. Uh, haven't double-checked, but I think it was Shreed. Uh, before I ended up getting Roy a summon or two later. You know, a wheel or two later. It's not too shabby. So, no. And that's all you needed was just, you were you were digging for Roy, you pretty much had everybody else in the banner? Yep. Uh, still no Brave Celicon, the legendary banner, so wasn't worrying about hunting for her. And, um, yeah, pretty much that was about it. Cool. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, it's interesting. This is one of those weeks where I think I was talking about in the Discord, I had saved up about 300, close to 300 orbs, and I ended up putting them all into the Legendary Banner, but before we get to that, my free summon for the second anniversary was Legendary Lin, and I know a lot of folks are like, oh, congratulations, Ryan, you got the character you wanted but I was actually aiming more for Legendary Azura. She was the only character that I didn't have, and but I guess I I guess I shouldn't complain. 
uh, with with how I hold Lynn as a as a beloved character of mine. So I, I got another legendary Lynn. I think she ended up having better IVs than my other character. Or or were these characters uh, neutral? Or um, um, I haven't double checked. Uh, let me see. Is my Mer here neutral? Yeah, because I, th- I don't I... think they were, but yeah. um, it looks like my Mer was neutral, so she might be neutral. Uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm mistaken, or maybe my the neutral had a better, like the the bane or sorry the flaw in my normal character uh, was was on a bad stat, so the neutral was better in that instance, or or maybe I merged. I don't know. Either way, I got a legendary Lin. I wasn't too happy about it, but I guess I can't really complain. Um, then with the tickets for the beast banner. So I think last week you had said that you were, you had kind of gotten all your free tickets out of the way before we recorded last week. Is that correct? Yes. Um, pretty early on, I managed to, uh, get in there and get all four tickets. Uh, since then I've only gotten Keaton maxed out so far. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I've gotten most of the conversations, if not all the conversations from everyone. Yeah. So I... I didn't have any of those tickets, so over the last week, I ended up getting some game time in with Forging Bonds, got the free orbs, and, and got the tickets, and I ended up pulling a uh, Valoria from the newest Beast Banner, and and she's and she was one of the characters I was looking for. I was either looking for Valoria or uh, Selkie. I think Valoria looked cool, like the way she turned into a giant beast. Honestly, I probably would have been happy with, with all of them, because I either... Didn't know who they all, were. All of them turn into giant beasts. Oh well, we, do they all turn into giant beasts? Like all big gorilla beasts? I thought the. Oh no! Uh, just Keaton and uh, Valoria turn into the wolf skin or gorilla-looking wolves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know, technically, one could argue that that those are pretty large foxes that um, Selkie and Caden turn into. Yeah, they're human size for sure. They're pretty big and. But I guess, like, I was thinking along the lines of, you know, I kind of I kind of wanted to either get... I could have done well with any of them because, honestly, they're all characters that I didn't know about and they look cool or they're characters that I, uh, that I did know because I knew Keaton because he was the only one I was really familiar with. Yep, I, I think that um, also confirms that um, with the uh, new banner coming on the 8th, um, it'll probably be Valoria who gets demoted. You think? Oh yeah, is that usually how it works? Whoever I get gets I'm, demoted. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's just you hold only. You only got one of the four units from that banner, so that's going to be the one that gets demoted. True. I didn't get Racing in the last banner, and I ended up, funny enough, pulled him because um, when you get a new hero, it does kind of like add a bit to the animation when you summon it. And yeah. uh, when I put my 300 orbs into the legendary banner, I was looking for re- uh, red and green orbs because I wanted uh roy or i didn't have any of the green heroes so i figured it was a it was a good pull as well if i needed a backup color and i ended up pulling a race in by completing a, a ring and i thought oh a new hero but it was a four-star race in. and i was like oh i forgot yeah. he got demoted but uh no in my in my legendary you know dumping of my collected orbs over the last two months i ended up getting two suitors or surters I, I was spelling that wrong. I was trying to look him up on Fire Emblem Game Press, and I'm like, "Why isn't he coming up?" There's an R, and I even made the mistake yeah. in the show notes here. Uh, it's Surter, yeah. not Suter. So, yes. anyways, um, got two of him. I got both Dream Corins, which I was kind of stoked about. Like, I do like the Corin character, and I and I do like the idea of having 
you know, a couple of those alts. I didn't get any characters on the Dream uh, banner outside of the free Azura, so I was I was happy to get a couple of those. And finally, as I searched for Legendary Rory or Gunthra, I only got a Summer Performing Arts or whatever she was, uh, Micaiah, which I already had, which, you know, them's I mean, the breaks. I think from what I understand, aside from Legendary Azura, who you missed, I mean, didn't get on the... Um... Uh, free summon. Uh, I think she is considered the second best dancer currently in the game, or definitely up there. Yeah, so it's not a complete, you know, loss to get her. No, for sure. I I think I ended up. I I know. I I know. I'm not a huge like skill inheritance person, but I did post into the Discord my extras and and they had suggested that Surter had some good fodder, but uh, Summer Makaya is pretty much a good a good counter to Surter. So I ended up I ended up merging my Summer Makaya to get rid of her flaw because she already had a, a good asset, my original one. So I, I did that yeah. in, but um, I usually do end up merging my extras. I don't usually fodder. I usually just kind of like add them into yeah, the pile. I'm, I'm kind of of the same mind. Unless I'm specifically trying to build a certain character a certain way mm -hmm. and get someone with the skill that I'm looking for, I generally just merge instead of holding on to them or turning them into books and holding on to the books for the uh, fodder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. And I know a lot of other people might, who listen to the show, uh, feel differently. And I know there's some great resources in the Discord, excuse me, that, that have given us a lot of... Um, a lot of great information, but no, it was a it was a good pull, and I did say in the new year in 2019 I'd be looking more at at um, you know saving orbs up for legendary banners, and you know you look at the results. I got four, five, five stars, uh, two of three of which are brand new, so I'm, I'm kind of stoked about that. I did get lucky on the yep. beast banner, you know, so I'm I'm feeling pretty good this this week. Uh, honestly, it's um it'll be interesting to see how how the orbs flow. There's uh. There's been some some news that basically in March they cut our orbs again by what four or five did they say? I didn't actually look up exactly how many they cut, but yeah, they um uh, shrunk it down to only uh, two two um, quest banners instead of three, and uh, they also cut off the level requirements mm -hmm. for all the KO X certain heroes. Uh, so they're all a lot easier to get, and in doing so, they also lowered the amount of orbs you can get in total from the banners. Yeah, I think uh, I, I swooped through yeah. those in one fell, just kind of like, I think I, I did one one or two forging bonds with a with an Asker trio, and it was done in no time. So like it was, it was a quick four orbs, or six orbs, but yep. it... Uh, yep, that was one of the other things. They added in get kills with Alphonse, Shrina, and Anna. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they um added a bunch of uh they changed it up a bit. Um the voting gone or the tempest blah, blah, blah. the training tower quest set has stayed pretty much the same, but they combined the um you know the chapter challenges and the kill challenges and got rid of a bunch of the do it in these certain tougher methods. You know, like higher uh, health enemies, or uh, they got rid of the requirement for the um, extra arenas to be in a tougher difficulty. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can do all 15 arena runs on the lowest difficulty if you want. Oh, um, really? 
I didn't notice that. Unless I missed it, I was looking. It looked like Arena just said, you know, just it didn't arena. say intermediate or higher or advanced or higher. Yeah, they. I don't it. know where that came from. Do you Do you think maybe they're trying to retain new users and kind of, like, are they going to be introducing some more, like, hardcore quests similar to what they what they did last year with the Grand Hero Elite sort of ones, like, then and they'll have those I, separated? I don't know. Um... There's something that's going on with Roy that we'll discuss later that may have a bearing on this. Sure. Or it could just be that they've been looking at it and seeing that, well, almost no one bothers to do the, uh, you know, chapter quest list, which I'll admit I haven't done the chapter monthly quest list in, you know, quite a while. Uh, so let's shrink that down. And oh, a lot of people don't bother with the intermediate or advanced arena quest list or quests in the first one so let's just get rid of the requirements you know mm -hmm. could be they're just looking at what's been done and what hasn't been done and you know simplifying it or getting rid of it uh really mm -hmm. don't know not working there and being inside their heads well it, it is uh it, it is interesting to see these changes made kind of without you know any sort of you know messaging around it and it, it does make you wonder yeah. and but I, but it's good it's good to see them looking at things and changing them that if, especially things that have been around for years because if they want this game to to exist because this is year two uh no th we're in year yeah. three now right so like this is where yeah. these free-to-play games can start to stagnate um and you got to well, be careful depending on who you ask you can argue whether it's good or not because you know the big thing a bunch of people have noticed is that i think it's like 17 orbs less per month now yeah, that's all not these good. changes they've made. So, you know, like, um, Tap Battle has fewer orbs now, I think. I don't know for sure, but it, I mean... It definitely does. 12 orbs total now. I think it was up to, you know, 15 or more before. Yeah. So you know? maybe it's like Death by a Thousand Cuts where they're, like, starting to... And maybe that comes from all the new the new modes that they've added over the over next while, and maybe there is a new mode coming in April that we'll we'll talk about that that um, that will have orbs as rewards because you you got to think like they can't just keep adding modes that keep rewarding orbs, and not that they have like ether raids. There's not much orbs to be had there. Uh, if there's none, actually, I think. Um, so if you look at that, like you you know you can't keep adding modes that reward orbs. And then th that's all of a sudden, like, if you have someone like us who are all in on the game, suddenly we don't have to buy orbs anymore because we're able to save them up. But, um, mm -hmm. but I mean, we know that's not true, but it's, it's interesting. You mentioned tap battle. Like, let's talk a bit about like some in-game stories here. I like tap battles around for an entire month. I never touched it. I almost completely missed tap battle. And I realized like, you know, the new, the way they structure the new quests for that are easier than ever to to complete so i actually actually blasted through it you know uh last night and uh you're right less orbs i noticed before orbs were like every four or five if not four or six I levels i think it was every two levels one of the it was like a something then an orb something then an orb something then an orb yeah it's very you few know? i think it's like maybe every four or five if not five or six now it's very few and far between so to me, like as soon as you remove orbs from a mode, I'm less likely to play it, uh, mm -hmm. especially if I don't find it interesting. And, and you know, we've talked about tap battle before. Like it's not my favorite mode. 
Um, yeah, but having orbs in a mode is not a guarantee that you're going to play it anyway, or at least not for me, because, like, Arena has orbs. I often don't think about Arena and don't bother doing it for a couple weeks. Well, I do it. Um, I just don't min-max it, right? So... Well, I I oft, I personally often do not even do it. Mm. I don't do the weekly rival domains for the orb that it get the lowest level gives. Oh. You know? I'm I'm kind of I guess I'm kind of a completionist in that way where not to the point where I'm having to min max arena so I'm constantly getting the four or five orbs that it gets for free like I bounce between three and four orbs every arena season um mm-hmm. but no I'm I'm in there like if there's orbs like I'm doing it out of a completionist sake but as soon as you remove orbs from a mode like arena assault sometimes I just don't touch it and sometimes like I know it rewards feathers so I like to at least get in there once once a season but uh, yeah, no, you yeah. remove orbs completely, and I'm I, I pretty much check out if I don't like the mode. I I try to get in once a season, but sometimes I just forget. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm not in the mood to deal with that right now, and then I don't get back to it before the season resets. So I've left left many orbs. I mean, and it's not I, a knock on the game, right? Because there's just so much to do in there now that you kind of have to ignore certain modes, you know, or else yeah. or else you're. I mean, let's be honest. Fire Emblem Heroes is not the only game we're playing. It's not even the only Fire Emblem game we're playing. We'll get to that in a little bit. But, like, it's it's not a bad thing. And I think removing, removing orbs is kind of a necessary evil. As long as they are keeping... They are adding back those orbs in a new mode or a new giveaway or something. Um, because I think a lot of folks would rather... Especially casual players would rather have, like, login bonuses and... You know, similar to forging bonds, where you just literally have to like throw effort at it, and you get two orbs each day. So, like, I as long as there's a balance. But you're right; the subreddit would is clearly stating like there's not a balance. There's 17 orbs gone since the start of 2019, and that's yeah. almost a full summoning wheel, right? It's not a lot yep. in the grand scheme of things, but it's still something. So it is, and you know, we'll see what, if anything, they have planned for that. Um, you know, whether uh, what's coming in April will address that, whether it won't, or whether it's just that it's getting old and they're starting to shift a bit more towards um, trying to get people to buy orbs. I mean, who knows? Uh, we'll see what's coming up in the coming months. Yeah. But, you know, so yeah, what do you... we definitely have lost a bunch of orbs. Yeah. I mean, in... To confirm that the orb thing isn't always a guarantee is I've, you know, we have the voting gauntlet going on right now, and I have so little interest or care about it, I didn't even get uh, the five uh, rounds in in the first round uh, to get the all four of the orbs they offer. Um, I actually don't even know which side won in the first round for my uh, team. So, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I, I kind of forgot about voting on it. I think these, the tacticians uh, gauntlet is not as interesting to me. Like, it's not... Like, yeah, I really didn't care about any of the tacticians, and I ended up just picking Morgan, because it was, like, the only one that I had any knowledge of who the character is. And, like, she's not... Morgan much. isn't even... Yeah, she's not even really a tactician. She's the daughter of the tactician of the game. Hmm. Yeah. You know, she's 
So it's it, yeah, it, it's very much of a huh? What? Oh, okay, whatever. Gauntlet. Yeah. So I, I mean, I still I still like voting gauntlet, and I know we've talked about like the back and forth of uh, of the voting gauntlet is is not fun, but um, I think it's a mode that still requires. It's neat to pit your favorites against your favorites, but there's going to be a time when like him or her you know <laughs> well it's neat to pit your favorites against your favorites but it the issue with voting gauntlet has always been that it doesn't matter doesn't matter who your favorite is or whether your favorite is voting gauntlet is a interesting way to pass time but don't get attached to any of the characters in it mm-hmm. because random pity breaks going up to the last second will flip a person who was you know five million below or five billion below the other person to win you know when you can make up a three to five billion vote gap in one hour mm-hmm. and flip who wins it in the last second it really doesn't matter who you pick now is this another one of those modes we were talking about orbs and kind of ignoring modes like is this one where you're like you don't care about the 12 orbs that you get from this mode if if you miss those 12 orbs it's not the end of the world uh this is one i'm usually uh good enough to get in every um at least five times every gauntlet Mm -hmm. uh but i definitely don't often try to min max and make sure i get the most feathers out of it i generally try to participate and if i actually somewhat care about the characters i will participate a little more which is what how it's supposed to be but i you know i've long since given up on actually caring who wins because <laughs> you know the actual popular choice often is not the one that wins i think we've devoted whole segments to discussing why we dislike or don't invest in who we want to win i i think yeah i mean voting all is one of those things it's been around since the first year of the game so it's 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 a longer in the tooth type mode it hasn't seen an update in probably like a year at least so and we've had multiple discussions where we point out that there are people in the discord and who play the voting gauntlet who play it specifically to min max their points so they can get as many feathers as possible which is perfectly fine way to play it especially since we've already proven that you know it's probably one of the better ways to play this method Mm -hmm. since playing it to pick and have your favorite team favorite character win it's really kind of pointless yeah and it's interesting um we're talking about fire emblem heroes and and you know the game and whatnot um they just launched dragalia lost is a bit of a tangent but it's related dragalia lost is another nintendo free-to-play game gotcha type system where it was launched in the americas and and japan and maybe a couple other territories in september of last year just came to canada this last week i've been playing around with it and again, I really think the biggest difference between my love of Fire Emblem Heroes and my indifference with any other gacha game, even though they are, they, some might even have better systems and, and better design characters and whatever, better gameplay, um, I think it comes down to the characters, you know? Like, I just mm-hmm. I am not attached to these Dragalia Lost characters, but when it comes to Fire Emblem, I'm super stoked to see who we're going to have next on the next banner. Like, I look forward to the reveals and... Dragalia yeah. Lost is a great game. It's made well, and the gameplay of, of a sort of like a dungeon crawler type swipe tap thing, active gameplay, that's a lot of fun, but and the music's really catchy. But the characters, I, I 
I don't know. They're all brand new, right? So I'm not attached to them. But uh... yeah, we'll we'll see how Tregelia Lost does. But I definitely think uh, games like this have a better chance to survive and do well if there's other games already out introducing the characters. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah, um, like um, I found some random tower defense style game or whatever. I have no interest in spending money for their premium currency to get extra characters because it's just random cats and <laughs> puns on cats. So, I mean, yeah, I don't care. But I spend, you know, I save up and spend a bunch of orbs and often spend extra money to get, you know, Selkie, who I played with in Fates and enjoyed her character, you know? Yeah. Or and such. So... I think it's, it is what it is. Vony Gauntlet's going on. We're in, you know, almost a day into round two. Uh, other, otherwise, we also have the, uh, as usual, new arena. Uh, Blessed Gardens, Tactic Drill, Rival Domains, Ether Raid. Uh, that uh, tap battle that you were so uh, adamant on getting into as quick as possible is going on for another couple days until the 4th. Uh, the Grand Hero Battle of Pan is going on until the 5th. Uh, the Voting Gauntlet uh, uh, ends on the 5th as well. Uh, the Legendary Hero Battles for Roy uh, and whoever else has them is going on until the 6th. And as is Forging Bonds. And we currently have some Arena quests going on until the 8th. Mm -hmm. Kind of a stacked deck in terms of what's going on. And, and in looking at the next week, we've also got... You know, quite a bit of uh, new events to look forward to. You've got your weapon workout quest starting on the third. Heroes with sweep skills banner on the fourth. A band here. Blah, blah, blah. Gosh, maybe I'll learn to talk one of these days. A bound hero battle revival. Micaiah and Soth on the fifth. New heroes login bonus plus banner on the eighth. Plus a special orb promo uh, for March starting on the 8th our topic this week we've got a couple things to discuss legendary roy is in the game from the pages of google and the binding blade our new legendary hero appears with roy showing up with a strong prejudice against the dragon meta in fey he is a red infantry fire sword legendary unit with a built-in dual skill and a mystery new ability coming in april his unique weapon, Dragonbind, is effective against dragons and built in dis and has built-in distant counter. His unique legendary skill is Human Virtue, which grants him and any adjacent human, non-dragon and non-beast, attack slash speed plus six for one turn at the start of the turn. Note that it is not prevented by having a non-human adjacent as well. His other new skill is Bonus Doubler, which grants a bonus to all stats equal to any current bonus on them, calculated separately per stat. He also comes with a Dragon Fang and Renewal. Whew, as is Legendary Heroes. Bit of a word jumble, but let's break it down here. Um, a lot of the subreddit kind of getting in on the uh, the old racist Roy type thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, technically it would be, I guess races are species, same difference. But, yeah. you know, species Roy... Yeah, species. But, I mean, he he's sort of species, but, you know, he's not, other than the fact that he has a weapon that's very good at killing dragons, he doesn't necessarily hate uh, non-humans. 
He no. just, you know, prefers non-humans. And, like, normally the... the or prefers humans. Yeah, the Master Sword or the, the Master Sword-esque type thing in, in the Fire Emblem games do often do extra damage to some sort of unit. And it usually ends up being dragon units. Like, the, the goal of many oh. Fire Emblem games is to kill a some god dragon, right? Yeah, I was going to say, most of the evil... Uh, creatures behind the things are usually evil dragons either they've gone crazy like Duma or they're just straight up evil like uh, Grima or uh, whoever the dragon in Shadow Dragon is is that Maladus or Maladus the leader of Dolor I haven't got that far I guess we'll get there soon enough though neither have I, I you know yeah but whoever Garnif is serving is you know Falchion has to go kill and all that. So, mm-hmm. it is more often than not a evil dragon that is running things. I've seen a lot so. more Legendary Roy in a lot of the, the games that pull characters in, like Voting Gauntlet and um, a, a lot of the other modes. And and it's it's interesting to see how much he's permeated, because you, like you say, you know, he, he's, he's got a strong prejudice against the dragon meta and fey. I have noticed a very large amount of dragon units coming in and, and kind of tearing face uh, in arena and arena assault. So it's really yep. good to see that they've basically put in this, this this counter with a legendary hero that also boosts the rest of your team. So it kind of like breaks in and says like, well, maybe we don't want to have all dragon teams across a lot of these yeah. competitive modes. So And yep, and I jokingly point out, m- mentioned the, you know, human virtue thing being kind of speciesist. Uh, but, you know, it also kind of makes sense in that um, with the beasts, they often get, you know, they get their transformation, which gives them the boost when they're not next to any humans. So True. one could definitely argue that the beasts are a bit specious yeah. as well. And we're all the problem, basically, is what the game's trying to tell us. Um, so we mentioned here there's a new ability coming in April. And uh, it, like, yeah, what so, is that? Like, this is weird. Well, Right now, um, he has an arena boost, mm-hmm. and uh, everything I've re- excuse me, everything I've read up uh, from what I originally thought is that was his actual legendary ability. Uh, but everything I've read up is that that ability only works on him. Mm-hmm. So on him, when you take him into arena during a fire season, he is treated as if he has 175 base stat total. Um, you know, even if he is lower, I don't know what his actual base stat total is. Uh, so, you know, he'll pull out tougher enemies for you to fight. Because uh, the arena will see him as a stronger one. Uh, however, they did note in his thing, uh, in the new chart they gave us, uh, showing him and I guess three other units that are going to have similar abilities, uh, that in April he will be getting... a. New ability is different from his arena ability that, and I typed this down as it they type, wrote it, uh, is intended to provide a play experience that is slightly different from what players are accustomed to. End quote. Hmm. Um, it, it also notes that this will, as such, it will only be used um, initially in uh, certain modes of the game or areas of the game. It will not be everywhere. Uh, so I'm thinking. My thought is we're getting a new mode in a uh, in April. Yeah, I'm, uh, like, I'm 
with the details of the March version that we're going to get into, like it's pretty light. So you kind of think they would follow that up with a, with a big, something big, right? Yeah. Something big possibly, or it's just not like, um, with the mythic heroes, they added ether rates, which allowed, um, you know, which once the mythic heroes came out, we found out that mythic heroes boost in ether rates. Um, so, uh, the only, you know, one of the main reasons I can think to not give us Roy's new ability right now is that we're getting a new game mode, you know? And mm -hmm. also, um, when you look at the, uh, chart that I've made, um, I don't know if you still have it linkable anywhere, uh, mm -hmm. but I keep up updated the chart of what legendary heroes are showing up when, um, like, for example... Next month, we should be getting a green mythic hero. Uh, because we have Ryoma in red, Lucina in Azura in blue, and Air in colorless, but nothing for green next month. Uh, the odd one is, is that April, we already have three red heroes for the month. Because Roy's coming back in April already. So he's only taking one month off and coming back, and... If they're adding a new mode in either April or early May, um, it would make sense. They want to bring Roy back with the new legendary hero that month, which, uh, based on the other th uh, other heroes we already have slated, should be colorless. Mm -hmm. uh, bring Roy back so that you have as many heroes for this new mode as possible. You know. Yeah, you're you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna stack the deck and basically you're thinking the legendary March hero will be will return in April as well. Is what you're thinking. Well, no, the le the March hero is a mythic hero. If oh. you recall, uh when Air came out they stated that um, you know, after January uh legendary and mythic heroes will be rotating. Mm -hmm. Uh so in December we had a legendary hero. In January, we had Mythic Duma. Uh, this month, February, we had uh, Legendary Roy. So next month will be a Mythic Hero. And Mythic Heroes are already Aether Raid focused. So no need to bring them back another week, another month later. You oh, know? okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So it, it's it's really cool to see them doing this, though, and, and kind of setting... They've, they've been getting better at this intelligent systems where they're kind of like, rather than teasing a month out, they're teasing kind of version updates two months out. You know, they, they did this with uh, with the Merge Allies update, They did, uh, and now they've done it again with this Roy ability kind of saying like, hey, we're, we're they're kind of planting seeds that like this, this is going to change the way people have played. And um, they, they keep trying to do that. They keep trying to do that. And I think they... They are succeeding, you know, with Ether Raids. They kind of did some fun stuff there, and uh, I don't think April's update will be as big as Ether Raids, but it's really cool to see them planting seeds with these legendary heroes because they know people, you know, really glob onto them. They go for them. So it's neat yeah, to see Roy get that experience. And as it stands, um, Blessed Gardens is what is technically considered the legendary unit area. So for all we know, they'll be adding in another change to Blessed Gardens instead of just the multi-maps, mm -hmm. uh, that is where we will be able to use these uh, use these special abilities. So it might not be a completely full mo fully new mode, but it could just be an update to 
Blessed Gardens or something. Yeah, I mean, we'll but, see. It, it, I, yep. uh, April's around the corner. It'll be really cool to see what we end up getting. But uh, what we are getting in April is we're getting, we've been given details on version 3.3. Um, oh, no, that's in March, not April. Oh, I said April. Sorry. Yeah, in March, which is March right now. So we'll be getting it next week, we're thinking. Uh, yeah, I figure before the uh, New Heroes banner on the 8th, we should get it, if not with the New Heroes banner on the 8th. So, mm-hmm. And that's a that kind of fits about when they normally release the version updates. Yeah. So what are they giving us in this 3.3? Because it it's not a crazy new version. It's yeah, kind of like a minor. There's nothing really amazing uh, that we didn't really know about. I mean, the biggest feature is uh, the expansion to the Inherit skill, where you'll, where you'll now be able to inherit four skills instead of three skills. Uh, they mentioned this at the beginning of February, and it just kind of makes sense now that they have these um, four-tier skills uh, in there, so now you can get it all from just one unit. Or there are others where, like, um, I think people were saying, once this comes out, like Reed, you'll be able to give Disencounter as well as a full three level skill of his one of his special skills mm-hmm. so you know it gives a little bit of extra especially since they now have the tier four skills yeah and I'll, i guess i'll have to wait for this inherit skill feature expansion to yep. if i want to f- uh fodder off my uh searcher because he's got a he's got a four a tier four skill does he not i think he does i think so it, it's either a tier four skill or he has a Another skill that's useful to give, as well as a three-tier skill. Uh, but other than that, most of the rest of the update is going to be the usual stuff, like additional um, heroes being summoned via grails, mm-hmm. uh, new weapon skills and refines. Uh, the two un- unknown things before this really are, uh, they're going to be updating the Sacred Seals menu. Uh, so you can, I think it's like you'll be able to sort them, or at least tell by the color of the seal what slot they're supposed to go into hmm. uh you know i i glanced at it but i didn't look at it too thoroughly yeah. but um it it just some updates in quality of life improvements to that as well as a uh boost uh one percent boost to um uh anima and dark heroes and how much um lift they uh stop from ha- losing or however you want to word it interesting essentially i think i looked into it and it's like it goes from four percent to five percent or times four to times five Mm -hmm. i mean you know when we get our hands on the version update next week we'll if if stuff pops out to us while we're playing once it launches we'll definitely discuss it next week but you're right this is a kind of a minor a minor update so uh look forward to that next week i guess like i said before the really big thing is the um enhancement to inherit skills and if you're not using it a ton as it is to begin with it's you know like you and me both admit we don't min max that much it's going to be very useful like we said with the tier 4 skills and those with disencounter and then like special spiral or stuff like that but Mm -hmm. well it'll be interesting to see what happens in april with the new update because uh this one sounds like you said kind of minor but uh speaking of minor updates let's look at summoners focus returning next week with blazing blade we're gonna have a straw poll for you fine listeners to uh get your say in for blazing blade we're looking at 
Uh, Ellawood, Legendary Lynn, Love Abounds Hector, or Halloween Dorcas. And I mentioned Minor Update because we, we had a quick discussion pre-show and we kind of felt like, you know, our, our, our show isn't really about min-maxing. You know, when we were going through the preferred build, um, it felt a bit like reading a web page because honestly, that's what it was. Uh, so we're thinking of focusing more on lore and then why the character matters in, in Fire Emblem Heroes. Uh, and I know I'm personally really excited about this change because those are the two things that I'm really excited about when we look at a hero. You know, the IV and stuff like that. Like, whatever, you guys can look that up after. It's now in-game anyways. So you don't need us to tell you that. But, uh, Eddie, well, you excited about these changes? T- telling what the actual IV is in, is, is in-game. but the, Oh, true, you're right. What you want, you still have. You either have to know the character in and out or you have to um, go to a website. But yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited. Yeah. It, you know, it, I've always, I was always more interested in doing this more on the lore side of things, because yeah, I'm definitely a lore thing, and it's a way to learn about characters who, you know, like with um, meme lord himself, Reinhardt, uh, or even Riss, the other meme lord out there. Mm. I don't know a ton about because I really didn't pay much attention to them in their games or haven't played their games. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, Riss. I had him in Shadow Dragon. He didn't earn any skill points, so I dropped him from my team. Yeah, and even when yeah. we were... I think early on when we did Summoner's Focus, we, we talked about, like, okay, like a popular hero like Lin or Lissa has a, a, a great amount of lore because it's, a, you know, a, a favorite hero or a hero that features heavily in a game. And we talk about, like, when we look at alts, we can kind of look further into the, the lore or even the lore of why that character would be dressed that way, you know. And I think this gives us more time to discuss those things because, honestly, when we were preparing for the show... Um, the lore, what I learned about a character while I was copying, pasting, you know, the paragraph from a Fire Emblem wiki, um, I was learning stuff, but then I would also have to spend time getting the other stuff that really doesn't, you know, stick to my fun wall, so to speak. That's not a saying. I just made it up on the fly. Um, so I never would have guessed. No. Yeah. But now we can kind of, we can focus in on, you know, the lore side of things and have a discussion there and, and learn a bit more about, you know, some characters that we, we actually have never gotten to play before because they're from a from a series we've never, we haven't had over here in North America. So I'm I'm really looking forward to the change. Uh, it'll be that way next week. And hopefully you, you folks at, at home, um, maybe that encourages more voting, more suggestions, that sort of thing. So uh, really looking forward to the feedback for sure. Yeah, it'll be nice to get a bit more into lore, because that's always what interests me. Uh, Speaking of lore, uh, we have the return of Game Club. Mm -hmm. Uh, So a bit more lore from Shadow Dragon here coming. Uh, So uh, we were last left, um, Ryan had done through Chapter 12, and um, I eventually did get caught up to that, and we progressed. And I managed to get all the way to Chapter 16, fully up to where we were aiming for. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I have some things to say about uh, about this, and and actually positive things because I had a really good time getting back into this game. I, I felt like uh, chapters thirteen through sixteen were pretty good. Uh, yeah, I did enjoy it uh, quite a bit, um, and I found that, and maybe it's just the way I play and the ability to power level characters, which is something I really enjoy. Um, but this game uh, definitely had a good bit of tact has a good bit of tactics to it 
and has enough stuff going on that you can't just sit around and turtle up. Mm -hmm. Your characters aren't strong enough to handle that, and when you have someone like Garnif uh, hunting you down, uh, like we do in one of the chapters we did this time frame, um, it makes it a little uh, challenging. You can't just sit there and wait for him to come and kill off a couple characters. You gotta move around, try and run, and deal with the characters that you have to fight through while getting away from him. So, Yeah. Well, why don't we... Um, do you want me to go through the story summary? Uh, sure. Yeah. So in Chapter 13, the group has to fight through a ton of ballist... Ballist... Uh, sorry, folks. Ballist... This is totally on me. I'm gonna get this, guys. Ballisticians. Ballisticians? Is that right? I usually go ballisticians. That probably... <laughs> Because, <laughs> you know, I usually call it a ballista or a ballista. That's true. Why am you I know, making this more complicated? Because I'm thinking I guess, tactician. I guess it would be ballistician, but, you B know. Ballist Anyways, with those things, with a few extra units thrown in, uh, you get a new... Oh, dear. Uh, you get a new one of those things for yourself that is really helpful with his weapon being effective against the enemy ones. In Chapter 14, the army invades Gra to recover Falchion and continue towards freeing Altia only to find that Falchion has been moved to uh, Hadeen. Um, is the K silent, maybe? Uh, <laughs> I've been pronouncing the K and when I think of it. Okay, Caden. Oh, look at that. Uh, by Garnif. say Kadeen. Kadeen. Caden yeah, works, too. Uh, in Kadeen, Garnif uh, hounds, the, uh, hounds uh, the Marth and company, uh, being invulnerable and with a high magic attack. But after the fourth turn, he gets bored and leaves. After fighting his way to the castle, Marth finds that Falchion is not there, and after learning how to hurt Garnif, he returns to Altia to freeze people before heading out to find the Starlight Spell components. He clears the countryside of the enemy forces and prepares to head in and free the castle, saving his homeland. So those were the three chapters we've played since we last discussed. And um, Four. Four. Yes, yes, sorry, four. And yeah, uh... Good stuff. No, I when I jumped back into the game, I was worried because I think we were away from it for so long that I felt as though it was going to be tough. Because I know the reason we we bounced off of it was because it was an older game and it, it felt kind of punishing in relation to some of the other mm -hmm. more recent Fire Emblem games. And I actually kind of found when I kind of like I checked my brain at the door and just kind of tried to enjoy it and and wasn't too worried about losing units or 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 missing characters. Um, I kind of had a more, more fun. I didn't lose any characters, and maybe just because I was more carefree and having fun, I, I, I was just more mindful. But I, I had a good time. These chapters weren't that bad, and the only one that really kind of threw me for a loop that was different from the others was the Garnif one. That, that felt like a, a really good chapter where you kind of had to completely change the way you play, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, in current games, I generally just turtle up, have a couple strong units that can knock most characters out, and then a couple characters who can come in and get some XP and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, that, or I take them around and around again to uh, various maps with weaker units to fight to level up my lower characters. But yeah, this one, you don't have extra maps to run to. You have to build your forces as you can, and um, then you suddenly have Garnif, uh, who... Like in um, Echoes, they don't have a giant ton of high uh, resistance units. You have like two or three. Mm -hmm. And here you got Garnif doing 21 
attack power, all magic. So, like, your, um, uh, what you want to call it? Your knights are going to be Swiss cheese to him. Yeah. Yeah. You know? He, so I didn't really look into him very much. And once I noticed he was kind of stalking, and then once I noticed I couldn't do any damage to him. So I had to do this chapter a couple times, which didn't feel punishing. It felt like I was learning. Um, yeah, I, I had to do it a couple times as well. Yeah, he caught uh, Lena or Lena sort of off guard, and I was like, oh, great, I got to reset, okay. And then she took the hit like a champ, um, and I realized that, you know, I kind of th- thought because he was invulnerable that also his attack would be this, like, ultimate attack. And that's where I was really happy to see, like, this game was like, oh, it's a cat and mouse, uh, but at least he's not, like, an ultimate cat. You know, he, he had claws, but they only worked on certain units. So I could have used yeah. that to my ability to get, like, my lower resistance units out of the way and then kind of, like, you know, um, kited him around. Uh, I didn't realize, I didn't know going in, obviously, that he would disappear um, after four turns, and he did end up disappearing at a moment where I was like, phew, thank God he's gone, you know, because I did have a couple units um, out of place, but... I could have yeah, easily um, just, yeah, kept him busy with Lena, just kind of uh, pinning him on that island. Oh, yeah. For me, it was learn a learning mode. Um, you know, like the first time um, I moved up and when I realized, oh, he's coming out. No matter mm-hmm. what I am do, do, he's going to be out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried to line it up. Um, like, before I even started the map, I looked through and uh, made sure all my highest resistance units were in there. Uh, but I had Maria in there, who is still um, still just a cleric, so no attack. Uh, she had a decent resistance, but Garnef came up and smacked her down. And it's like, yeah, I'm not letting her die, so that was one reset. Uh, second reset, I um, uh, used... Lena still had a warp staff, so I used her to send... Um, oh, what's his name? My little Julian, I think, my thief, mm-hmm. over to the chests. And I did it a round too early, so Garnev turned around and wiped him out. Uh, that might be the one where I sent Marth over to help him out, hoping Marth would have enough defense or dodge. Uh, yeah, Marth died, so that was a hard reset. <laughs> yeah, um, you had no choice there. So the third time I uh, sent him out, um, I had Lena go stand in the fort and moved everyone else out of Garnev's range. Uh, and, you know successfully he ran away but then the constant stream of 20 or 30 mages that were hiding in that tiny room uh started popping up and um julian wasn't strong enough to keep killing him he was killing him each time but he was taking hits and you know so he ended up dying and it's like yeah no i sent him over to get those things i'm not gonna lose those so this the last time I sent someone else in to help him kill the mages. Mm-hmm. So so did you go get the chests that were kind of over there? Yeah, uh, that's why I teleported him over so he could pick up the chests. Mm-hmm. And then sent I think I ended up sending um uh Sita over to kill the mages off so he could escape. Yeah, I think I, he came running out with like two health. I think I stopped. Uh, I I. St- I checked out on those chests. I didn't end up going to get them, and and I should have probably gone to get them because I'm sure they had some really, really good items. Um, 
I think but, it was like an energy drop and a resistance boosting item, a talisman or whatever. Oh, so, so probably items that would have been... Stat boosts. Yeah, those are few and far between in these games, so that's yeah. my bad. But uh, yeah, no, I um, I really enjoyed that that map. It's probably the favorite of the, of the ones we played this week. Uh, going into the castle, or sorry, not going into the castle, but at the castle, uh, that was an interesting one. So uh, you're you're at this you're at this map and you kind of have you have two options you can go south which is where I, I I went straight south to try to get through that small little uh, area to to recruit Zane. Did uh, did or, the map look at all familiar to you? Should it have? Uh, no. Sort of a little more zoomed out, but it's the maps you went through in the prologue. Oh really. Oh, because cause you're back home, Because right? you're back in Altia, yeah. That oh. little area where Zane's being held is that prison where um, Gordon oh, was being held in the prologue. Look at that. Where you had to send one of your horsey dudes off to run away. You know what? You're, <laughs> you're much more attentive than I am, because I completely spaced on that. Um, uh, for me, it was mainly the... Um, uh, map with the you know the prison where zane was being held i'm like oh yeah i remember that that's where gordon was at the beginning where we were running away oh interesting so. well good catch that's a good catch for sure yeah. i uh so in terms of recruitables you know i mentioned zane in chapter 16 you can kind of get him by just having marth talk to him and and he he doesn't really i don't know he's like a mimic or, or he's like a he's like yeah, an imposter. Yeah, he's an interesting character. He uh, goes up to another one of your characters. He mimics them. He's a I think they call him a chameleon class. But he mimics one of your characters and then has all their weapon skills, their stats, their health for like three turns. But he doesn't take their weapons, so you kind of have to give him no. Weapons. So you have to yeah, you have to plan who you're gonna have him mimic. And give him the appropriate weapon, so once he changes, he's able to use it. But it's a neat yeah, idea that you could have some fun with. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Like if you need an extra uh, healer, and have him mimic one of your healers or high resistance units. Um, if you need a extra uh, tank, you know, an extra general, mm -hmm. have him go over to your any of your super strong generals and have him mimic them. Yeah. yeah no it's really it's really cool um i don't remember any other types of characters like that in past fire emblem games that i've played um do we know if he's unique to shadow dragon or i do not know if he was in the original game or just came out in shadow dragon mm -hmm. uh, i have not encountered that i can think of any chameleon units in any of the other game series mm -hmm. uh, most likely he's in mystery of the emblem uh, because that's a continuation of Shadow Dragon. But beyond that, I have not encountered that type of unit. Right. And you're also given the opportunity to recruit, this is a choice, recruit Aaron or Samson. Samson being a hero fighter. Hero unit and yeah. Aaron being a paladin. Um, yeah. Essentially, it's two towns that hate each other in the Eltian countryside. If they, you know, the moment you pick which one... The other one shuts its gates to you because, oh, if you're going to associate with them, we don't want anything to do with you, apparently. 
And if you do, never, never mind saving the country. We hate them so much that we don't give a crap about the country. They're very good at holding grudges. Um, and if you talk to a house shortly before those villagers, they will give you a heads up. Like, look, you choose the right. Yeah. The left is going to shut its doors. So that was nice. Um, yep. Working our way backwards in chapter. Uh, Sp- speaking of, uh, who did you pick, Aaron or Samson? Oh, no, good point. I picked Samson. I like the hero choice because I, I, I already kind of leaned in on Maria or whatever as my paladin. Medea, yeah. yeah. I have Medea as well as my paladin, and I'm like, you know, I'm not overly impressed with the paladin, and her boyfriend who tried to kill her, Astrum, isn't really, wasn't impressing me, so I'll take Samson as well. Mm-hmm. And Astrum yeah. is the character you get in... Chapter 13. Um, he's one of the few non-ballistician units out there. And, um, yeah, I moved uh, Medea up to where she was just in range of him, and he knocked her down to two health before, without even talking to her. Yeah, he's a bit it's of like, a... He, he's, he needs to get his eyes checked, because he definitely did the same yeah. thing to me. It's like, when you, ha- when you have her talk to him, he's, he, she's like, Oh, my love, I'm, I've been freed. You don't have to fight for them anymore. It's like... Yeah, would have been nice if he actually paid attention to who he was trying to kill. <laughs> yeah, he's like so into that it. right away. <laughs> he's so into it. He's just like swinging his axe. He's like, I don't know. I'm a, I'm fighting. Like you just you could just strike yeah. down your loved one. I was there. And what was the ballistician there? The, the Jake. Um, he came out of yeah. I think it's Jake or no Jake's the one from the the Anna's boyfriend from before. Um. Oh right, right. Uh, B something. I forget exactly off the top of my head. Um. Uh. Jeez. Well, uh, I put this link here for a reason. Let's take a look at it. Um, yeah, but he he comes from the village in there. You talk to the village. He's like, yeah, I don't like what they're they've been doing. Beck. So Beck. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. This. Uh, so yeah, Beck is the ballistician you get, and he you can use him to pretty much clear. But yeah, Astrum, uh, heart of uh, he can't see very well. And then in one of the chapters, you're actually able to recruit Pala and Katria. By having Marth yeah, talk chapter, to me. Chapter 14, uh, when you're working through there, you know, one of the first things was talked about is where are those, uh, you know, we're supposed to have flyers from Macedon coming, and the first two that show up are Paolo and Katria, and they're a lot more attentive to who they're fighting. Um, I managed to get Marth over to talk to Katria, and then uh, lined up all my tough units with Marth out in the front as well. And the next round, Pala came over and talked to Marth instead of trying to kill him. <laughs> like Astrum trying to kill his lover. Yeah, they were a little more... But I mean, I mean, they went in... They start as enemy units, but they go in knowing, like, oh, I gotta, yep. I gotta go to They start as enemy units, and I think if you don't give them access to Marth, they will attack. Yeah. I don't know for sure. I didn't test it. But like I said, I made sure Marth was at the front so that he could talk to them. I had... A, him talk to Katria, moved her out of the way so that uh, he could get at Pala, because I figured if Pala attacked him, he would be able to survive. Mm-hmm. And if not, that's a hard reset anyway, so I'd worry about that next time. And Pala flew up, talked to him, and it's like, oh, cool. Yeah. No, it was uh, me having to worry about you trying to kill me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I had a I had a good time with these uh, these chapters. I, I played them over a course of a couple days, and I was. Um, it'd been since Echoes that I've been itching to keep going. So I actually was itching to, I actually set up chapter 17, um, yep. for, for our next game club. And, uh, 
Speaking of which, we're probably looking, we're going to aim for 18. We're going to try to do 17 and 18. Keep going slow. Uh, but I th I don't, again, I don't want to curse us here, but I, with three houses in July, I really do think we could fit another one of these in. And uh, uh, Yeah, the way, way I figure is uh, we'll, aim, we'll plan for 18 this week, and next week we'll check in if we've both already made it to 18. Uh, we'll extend it further from there. Maybe even go further. Maybe not. And we, what I'm really wondering at this point is when when does Marth level up? Yeah, because he's, he's still he, tier one or whatever. Right. I don't know because there's only four more chapters. Do you feel like maybe because they put a bunch of extra chapters in here, if you had characters die, that they kind of ended up shooting themselves in the foot for the you know whatever what most Fire Emblem players would go through, which is the perfect run. You know, just Wait, doing... Where are you getting only four more chapters? When doesn't it go to twenty two? Where does it go? How many chapters? There's a twenty twenty five technically. Oh, you know what? Yeah, because uh... there's twenty four and then final. Ah, uh, okay. So, well, yeah, twenty twenty five. That's fine. So it's we're we're we've got a bit more to go, but um. So yeah, we we have eight chapters, but still, it's taken sixteen chapters to allow Marth to get to whatever level there. But now, you know. It's he's gonna have what six, seven chapters. I imagine if once he, he completes that's the spell. assuming he, you know, maybe I don't well, know. Even so, but unless you get both parts of the spell in chapter seventeen or eighteen, that is still only five chapters there after that. Five, six chapters after that. Yeah. Well, no, you seventeen know? will be um, seventeen will be clearing the castle right so it will be 18 19 yeah, 17 will be clearing the castle so 18 if that's where if you get both parts of the spell in that one it would be the end of 19 when you get the uh when he would upgrade when he gets um falchion mm -hmm. in theory which means oh, you right, have five chapters with him at leveled up i mean i'm hoping that at the end of 17 when he takes the throne is when he uh upgrades have you been? That's a that's a good question. Have you been reclassing your characters, do, using the master seals on some of your characters? Or are you like getting them I've, to level twenty and then doing I've it? I've used a couple master seals. I upgraded Sita and a couple others with the master seals. We got a couple chapters back. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't used the master seal. I just got in that last chapter. But seeing as you own, from what I've seen, other than maybe in the secret shops, you only get the master seals from enemies. Uh, you know, there's so few, so many, so limited. It's been hard to say for sure. Um, I know I I upgraded yeah. Lena because I realized like I've been using her so much with healing. She was level twenty for a while, um, and then I think I did. Uh, I think I did uh, my mage Merrick because he was pretty high as well. Um, I didn't get him all the way to twenty, but I did upgrade him. I think around like sixteen or seventeen. Um, the bare minimum you can do is once they hit 10, but I usually try to push it a little further. Do you have like a guide where yeah. you, where you try to get like maybe like level 15 or so before you do it? Uh, no, I, I, this, this game, there's so limited cha chances to do stuff that, you know, I essentially, once I get a master seal and decide I want to upgrade that character, I upgrade them. Like I'm probably going to end up using the master seal I have on, uh, Julian. Mm -hmm. My thief, he's got a decent attack strength and giving him the boosts of promoting, um, you know, will be help, should help a bit. And I think he's only like 12 or 13. 
So let's uh, mosey on over to Speculation Corner, where we've got Binding Blade Banner, the promised Binding Blade Banner, probably arriving on the 8th, safe bet. Eddie, what are your thoughts on this banner? Who do you think is coming at us? Um, well, they in last year they generally did one refresh, uh, repeat character and the rest were new. Uh, so I'm guessing maybe Lelina as our repeat character, because aside from seasonal unit versions, I don't think we've gotten a spare, an extra Lelina. In fact, I think we've only gotten the Valentine's Lelina last year. So with Roy getting a new version, maybe we'll get a new Lelina. As for who the new units might be... I have little to no experience with the characters since it was it is a Japanese only game, so I really have no clue who the new units could end up being. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and you're right. Like we don't we don't have a good idea of uh, Binding Blade because we never we never played the game. I did pull up the characters, and I was kind of thinking you're right. We'll probably get an alt. We won't get Roy because we just got Legendary Roy. Lilina is a good bet because Lilina is a kind of a popular character. Uh, we've already like looking at this list. We've already got a lot that I kind of that kind of pop out to, uh, to me, like Cecilia, Faye, um, you know, even Gwendolyn. But I'm thinking like you could do um, actually everyone I mouse over is like, oh, we already have that one. You know, you got Shanna. Uh, you could do you could do. They have some some. Uh, they got a lot of these like um, uh, horse uh, cavalry ones. So you got Alan and Lance. You know, the two twin cavalry guys you could do one of those but i mean we we have a lot of those in the in in the game but it's been a while since we've gotten an upgraded cavalry twin so that might be interesting um do you think we need more healers because it looks like there's a lot of healer options you could do this like really old lady nim give riss a run for his money um they've been doing a bit more healers so we might end up getting a new healer like nim or someone like that um not a guarantee in the past couple banners, they have had one of each color, so maybe. You know, like I said, I know nothing about the characters, so no giant attachment to any of them, or knowledge of which ones are going to be more. You know, people are going to be more interested in bringing in. You know, mm -hmm. well, my favorite thing about all of this, no matter who we get, is that we're going to see an upgrade to the art that was present in the original Game Boy Advance game, because. You look at these characters, and even looking at Fur and uh, you know Gwendolyn, it's really hard to tell it's just by looking at these portraits, like who they are in the game until you mess over. It's like, oh yeah, that's that's definitely Fur, that's definitely Gwendolyn. So like, it'll be interesting. No matter who they end up choosing, I hope it's a majority. Like you said, a majority of them are new heroes to the game and not alts, because I do want to see their take. And and that's always why these banners take longer because they're taking old art and bringing it into the Fire Emblem Heroes look and feel, you know? Or, or at least to a point where it matches it. I know some of the art sometimes goes off the, the beaten path, but no, I'm really looking forward to it. March 8th is around the corner. We'll be able to talk about the Binding Blade banner next episode. So uh, can't wait, man. Looking forward to it. Uh, let's, uh, wrap the show up with the Outrealm Gate. We've got Fire Emblem Three Houses stuff to talk about. Um, we'll probably be yes. dipping our toes in every week to check in until we get more details, which, you know, with the game in July, probably in the, probably not for a couple more months. So we'll try to, try to 
spread this stuff out, but we're going to talk about the monastery, basically the, uh, the Hogwarts of the game. Yep, um, as mentioned last week, after the uh, incident we discussed in my theory of how the game starts, um, your character, Byleth, or whatever you end up naming them, gets invited to become a professor at the Garigmach Monastery that is located in the center of the continent, uh, in between the three different countries. Um, there you will uh, pick a house, uh, from what they were saying in the trailer, uh, whether it be the uh, Red... Oh, where are the house names? Sorry. I think it was the Red Eagles, or... I'm not actually sure. Like, I, I, we were talking yeah. pre-show. Like, that trailer was so heavy that like I only oh, yeah. absorbed this is new Fire Emblem and like kind of the high tier info. And you know, I know if we're gonna analyze this, like, there's like a five page website on Serene's Forest just talking about that one trailer. Oh yeah. So but, there's a lot there. For sorry, sure. it's the Black Eagles, not the Red Eagles. Black Eagles. I was looking at the country's crest, not the actual house's crest. Uh, there's the Black Eagles, the Blue Lions, and the Golden Deer. So you'll pick one of those three houses, and um, at least to start, that'll determine, uh, from what we can tell, that'll determine what units you have. And while in the monastery, you will pick uh, what your students uh, from that house will be uh, focusing on in their studies, uh, as well as, in theory, assisting with studies, uh, sending them to do... Uh, mock battles. Uh, from what it looks like, it will be mock battles. You can't kill a character in there. You'll get uh, rewards for winning during the battle. Um, as well as uh, many other things that they've just hinted at. Uh, they've hinted at. Um, there's like a mess hall you see the characters sitting in, uh, which is where they will, in theory, interact with each other and possibly others. Quite a lot. Um, mm -hmm. Shows you training, working with a student and determining what uh, skills they're focusing on building. Uh, with many different symbols, meaning different things for it, like a boost in that person learning those skills, uh, gaining XP towards those skills, uh, and quite a lot. And we can go over some more details of those various things you can do later, but just wanted to, you know, we're going to break it down week by week for the next three years or until the game comes out. Five months. Four months? No. Five months. Oh, well, right I'm hoping the game comes out before if we were actually going for a full three years. But just there's so much info in this that it is going to take a bit of time to uh, get through everything, even trying to go over things as quick as possible, it seems. No. I mean, my hope is once the game comes out, we'll, we will... We will replace our, you know, nitpicking of a five-minute trailer and go towards like what we're actually enjoying in the game. So, um, yeah, um, I don't know if we mentioned this on the podcast mm -hmm. yet, but um, as we mentioned, we are trying to finish Shadow Dragon before the game comes out. Uh, but three houses will not be a game club when it comes out. We want to give ourselves some time to play through it, however we want to, at whatever pace we want to play. And then maybe two or three months after, or you know, if we're if we've picked another game for Game Club after Shadow Dragon, once we finish that game, mm -hmm. we will re uh, you know assess whether we want to do three houses there. Um, 
with the picking a house thing, it sounds like even if it's different characters, there should be enough replayability that it shouldn't be an issue going back to it. Mm-hmm. And it'll be different enough, like looking at the the way they've they've structured the game, it'll be different from other Fire Emblem games, so there, there will be that discoverability as well that I'm really looking forward to. Because honestly, for the last 20 years, 15 years since Fire Emblem launched in North America, a lot of them, they've all been very similar, right? Yeah, they have all been very similar. Um, I would like to make a note. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping this is the case. We don't have any confirmation. I feel like this is more of a break bills type situation than a Hogwarts type situation. Whereas I think this is more of a college than a high school. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think the we talked about Academy. that. Uh, yeah. We talked about that last week because of the, the whole romancing yeah. thing, right? Like the last thing they want to yeah, do is, I don't know if we're going to have children units or not. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a big thing from the previous two games, but I mean, depending on what the actual uh, situation that develops is, I don't know if they will be able to fit children units in or not. Yeah, but the the Fates children stuff felt shoehorned in. I I I want them to do relationships because I think that's an important part of these games. However, like I don't really need children units. Like in Awakening, it worked quite well because it was a major part of the story. But with Fates, mm-hmm. it felt like just kind of like I don't want them to do what they did with Fates, where it's like. And then you have kids magically appear. You know, it's like, uh, that yeah, felt a little I mean, forced. Yeah, I mean, it, it's always a odd thing when they bring in children units. Or with the children units. Because, like, um, Genealogy did it, but they did it in a more logical method. Um, essentially, you know, you have part one of the game where you have this group of characters. And you can build um, bonds between the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think most of the characters' childrens were mostly predetermined, and then part two of the game happens seventeen years later, once the kids have grown up. Yeah, thing. I'd be fine with that. But ch- children units were always—I mean, the way Awakening was set up worked perfectly for it. Fates felt like Ryan, like you said, Ryan, kind of shoehorned in because oh, people love the children units, so we should bring them back. And it made it a lot murkier, a lot more obvious how murky the time frame in the games are. Essentially, they they never really talk much about the time frame, but there are certain things in the games that make it uh, eventually noticeable that, yeah, it's been about, you know, this war's been going on for about five years or more, mm-hmm. and the fact that you're suddenly able to romance two characters, they're able to go off. For nine months, not fight and have children, and then take their children to these out realms where they'll be quote unquote safe. Which every out realm I traveled to wasn't very safe. Just as many bandits and other people trying to kill you as it seemed every other realm, as the normal realm. But you know, take them off there to where they can grow up in three hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know definitely felt a bit more shoehorned in it's like oh we want children units so yeah i well it'll be interesting to see how they do it here and, and i think they heard that feedback with fate so maybe they'll and, yeah we and may you... not get children units or it'll mm-hmm. be something more obvious or more awakening like you know more lot <coughs> excuse me logical yeah 
Well, I look forward to, I really look forward to playing the game. And, and I promise everybody I will dive deep into this analysis from Serene's Forest and we'll have a more uh, back and forth conversation in the coming weeks. What, what do we decide we're going to talk about next week? So if people want to join in as um, well. Yeah, I was figuring we'd start going through the three houses. Uh, probably start with Black Eagles, uh, with Edelgard, the one who's been most prominent from the beginning. Uh, go over what we know about that house. Uh, you know, break down who the characters that we've in- met in that house are and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, look forward to that in the coming weeks. I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Summoner's Call. Eddie, thank you so much for uh, you know being here to talk Fire Emblem Heroes. I had a great time. I really do love talking about this game, and I'm really glad that Game Club is back. Thank you, everybody, for your patience as we got back into the game. I think uh, I think we've we've uh, righted the train. It's on the tracks, and we're going to keep going. Um, not that we can make any promises, but I think this week shows that we're both back in in a positive light. Do you agree, Eddie? Yep good stuff all right you can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash fay catch up on our past game club discussions email the show fay at gamersinpodcast.com if you have any thoughts on fire emblem three houses shadow dragon our changes to summoners focus that sort of thing or you can chime in directly on our fire emblem channel in the gamers in discord at bit.ly slash tgi discord don't forget to follow us on twitter i'm at r murphy eddie's at drelfear and don't forget to follow at the gamers in for show updates that's going to do it for this episode of summoners call have a great week and happy summoning